welcome back to the big program. I think we need to get a special in or out music for LA for Mondays. Just the inner. What what would you think? Like, would it be like something really hip hoppy? Would it be a total know? rock and roll? Something <laughs> really good. Total rock and roll. Total rock and roll. Wow. Something with a good okay. beat. Huh. Hmm. Like like give us. Do you have an example? Like what? Are we talking Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones, Nickelback. Nickelback, um, okay. Yeah, something, right. something good. We're going to be working on that for the next, are you in or are you out? Or do you like, are you in or out? No, it's are you in or are you out? Okay. All the way. Well, the Duke has been working feverishly after a tough night at Claire Drake Arena. <laughs> Most of my nights at the Drake are tough uh, one way or another. Whether, you know, they're, whether they're eating the- dashes on the back end for the tropics or uh, deleting a few yeah. big rock brews uh, up in the bleachers. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Claire Drake Arena, it couldn't be a haunting place for the Duke. <laughs> All right. Time now for Are You In or Out? Here is the Duke. All right, guys, starting off with the Edmonton Oilers, who uh, dropped their Saturday matinee affair to the Tampa Bay Lightning, went 0 for 5 on the power play, including a late one with a chance to tie the game. Oilers currently firing at 22.8% on the power play, good for 12th in the league. But after last season's historically good power play efficiency, I am saying that this season they will finish outside the top 10 in the NHL. Okay, I will go first, L.A. I will say I am out on that. I will say the Oilers will be in the top 10 in the power play. Not too far out of it right now. 32.4% last year. Basically the same group uh, that we saw at the end of last year. Tyson Berry, of course, was at the start of the season. But the one thing that I will say on this, Duke, is that every team in the NHL has broken down Every second of every goal the Oilers scored on the power play last year and are implementing some systems, implementing some systems that are deterring several key aspects of what the Oilers did on the power play last year. This is up to Glenn Gullitson to figure out what works best right now, what can change and what can move Forward in the manner that this is a team that has all the weapons. They just have to use them a little bit differently. I, as I said, start blasting some bombs from Bouchard. Don't even care where they go as long as they don't hit Zach Hyman or Evander Kane if he's in front. But so I am out. I think this to- this power play will finish in the top 10, even higher than that as the season uh, progresses. Nice. I'm going to say out as well. I think they're going to finish in. And the reason for that is I think when they figure out what their systems are, their groove is, the connections there is it ends up being the underdog story. And I think they're going to pull it out of the hat. Yesterday we saw the 110th Grey Cup from the Hammer in Ontario, a thrilling finish with a uh, final 15-second touchdown. This year's Grey Cup will go down as an all-time classic in the CFL's history. Are you in or are you out? I'm going to go with being in. I think the plays that happened with the Alouettes coming back, just making it happen, the word believe kept showing up, and just their plays one at a time, every down, they were total in. 
I am in as well. This year's Grey Cup will go down as an all-time classic. I will even go, if you were going to say it's top five, I will say I'm going to rank it number three right now. After 1989 and 2016, I will put this Grey Cup as the number three Grey Cup of all time. So not just saying one. I am ranking it, Duke. Putting yeah. it in there, number three right now for me. Above and beyond, as always, Kevin. You never, uh, you never fail to exceed expectations. Oh, anything for you, Duke. Number three, uh, William Nylander with the game-winning goal yesterday from Sweden. Now has a point in every game for the Maple Leafs this season, and currently sits in a tie for fourth place in the league, scoring with 27 points. William Nylander will finish top three in the NHL scoring race by season's end. I am out on this. He's had a good run here, one of the best runs to start the season, but I think he'll cool off a little bit. You know, it's funny. He was the star of this global series, and he was the star in his home country of Sweden. He was a media darling, if you want to call him that. He did everything possible to help grow the game, grow the Toronto Maple Leafs brand. And here's the funny part of it all. And funny is the wrong word, but everyone always uses that expression and no one knows why. On a day-to-day basis in Toronto, William Nylander ranks behind always Austin Matthews. And he ranks behind maybe John Tavares a lot of the time because he's the captain. And he ranks behind... Mitch Marner, and this is just on a day-to-day basis in the Toronto market, but that's just the way it goes. This was the first time that he was ahead of those guys. He was the number one guy for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Great on William Nylander, great for the Leafs, great for the league, but I'm saying he is not going to be in the top three of NHL scoring, so I am out. I'm going to go with in. He is definitely going to be in. This guy has grit. He's got tenacity. And, yeah, sure, he might, you know, cool off a little bit. But, no, um, he's going to be a staple. Truly think that. Hmm. Number four, tonight, Monday Night Football, we have a rematch of last season's Super Bowl with the Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kelsey brothers, the Taylor Swift drama, Andy Reid up against his own team. There's no shortage of storylines. Not only will this be a rematch of last year's Super Bowl, but is going to serve as a preview of this coming Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Are you in or are you Go ahead, monster. All right. I'm going to say I'm in. It is going to be. And if... Taylor shows up, it's going to be even better. So you're saying because of Taylor Swift that this is going Absolutely. to happen? Absolutely. Love okay. always wins. Oh, yeah, especially in the NFL. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so you're saying it is. You are in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. I'm gonna, you're going to chime in as well, Duke. I am so out on this. I think neither, the, neither of these teams gets to the Super Bowl. I think uh, Taylor Swift is going to sewer the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Travis Kelsey will be a shadow of the player he once was because of all these shenanigans. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, no, I'm going to say, I don't believe that this will be a Super Bowl preview. I think, here's what I'm going to say, neither of these teams will be in the Super Bowl. I think Philadelphia will lose to San Francisco in the NFC final. And I think Baltimore will beat Kansas City in the AFC championship. So I am out. 
Duke, what do you think? This is your this is your expertise right here. I um I have been a detractor of the Chiefs leading into this season uh, based on their a lack of talent at the wide receiver position and lack of production from it. But it is uh, it is tough to bet against Patrick Mahomes. He has proven it time and time again. I, I had the Chiefs. I, I did not place a bet on it, but I threw out the line that I would not be surprised if they did not make the playoffs this season. Certainly doesn't look like that's going to happen, but I do think there's a lot of strong contenders coming out of the AFC. Um, and I know nobody's going to believe it till they see it, but the Detroit Lions okay. can win football in all kinds of different ways, usually just by scoring points. Their defense is a little <laughs> lackluster at times. But uh, between them and the Niners, yeah, the Eagles are, are in tough um, over on the NFC side. So I will, I will also say I'm out on this because I have less faith in the Chiefs than I do the Eagles. Okay. But I will say this in regards to what you guys are I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift is not <laughs> going to be there tonight because she had to reschedule her concert from in Rio, what's well, supposed to be Saturday to tonight, that the temperature was too hot to have the concert. So the whole, it was all a big hubbub. Taylor Swift's parents were going to meet the Kelsey parents, all these things. I believe that is now out the window. Uh-huh. All the distractions that everybody's concerned about, the boys can just play football. So now the cameras at the game can concentrate on what's going on on the field? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Why? Wow. I, I guess so. I, you know, maybe the parents still could. You imagine that hooking Just up? Just without? Yeah, you know. Why not? Why wouldn't they be there? Why not? Taylor Swift's parents meeting Travis Kelsey's mom. <laughs> like she's in every commercial too now. She's a pretty popular figure. She Donna, sure is. Donna, Donna Kelsey. Yes. Uh, last one, we will stick sort of in the world of sports, just on a much more amateur level. So as uh, Kevin discussed, the tropics with a game at the Drake last night, as we do most Sundays. We had a couple teammates showing up feeling under the weather we will say mostly self-inflicted damage as a result of saturday night and i'll I'll throw this blanket over more than just beer league (laughs) hockey maybe it's a sunday morning slow pitch game at your tournament but i'm saying that showing up to your beer league athletics devastatingly hungover is better than not showing up at all go ahead monster if you want oh that's tough that's tough um, mm, I'm going to go out. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> well, why? Like, do you, oh. just, you know, I mean. Performance isn't going to be the greatest, yeah. I think. I mean, unless you want a bench warmer, you know, it's like, oh. I am in on this one because you're showing up. You're still answering the bell. It's the old, what was your dad's line to you? If you're going to run with the wolves, you got to piss with the pups. There you go. And my dad would always say, if you want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would have been my dad's 80th birthday today. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, passed away 17 years ago. You know what? Yeah, I'm in on this. But here's the thing. So you had a couple guys on your team that were devastatingly hungover. Only one what guy. What time was the game? 8 o'clock p.m. Only one guy was devastatingly hungover. There was a couple guys still licking their wounds a little bit. But this, shout out Mike. Shout out Mikey. <laughs> and I will say, he he is not our best um, performer on any given week. That's a team guy. But he, that's, I 100% appreciate it. He came in to the bench at the like his last shift in the second period. It was ticking down the last few minutes. He came, like I thought he was like scrambling to avoid a too many men penalty or something. How hard he came over the boards, but no, it was over the boards, sprinting down the tunnel back into the rooms at the Drake to uh, empty his guts. 
into the toilet bowl for what was the entirety <laughs> of the second intermission, put his stuff back, like his shoulder pads, jersey back on, came back out for the third period and still gritted it out, out there. Like, and the funny thing was we were joking about on the bench because we love to give uh, Mikey a hard time with how hungover he was. He wasn't thinking as much. Mm-hmm. He, cause, oh, there you go. And we thought, Mike, when you're thinking too much, you're usually in the wrong spot. Because what you think is usually not correct. So without thinking, he was kind of just floating around. And he ended up in the right spot a lot more than he might on any See? other given night. Still couldn't. He had two different goals disallowed over the course of the game um, for quick whistles. <laughs> the one time he just <laughs> fell on top of the goalie. We think he just collapsed from a dehydration or something. Wow. Um, but either, either way, great performance. Gritty performance by Mike Clark last night. And I'm saying no matter how rough a shape you are in, show up. It's a service to your teammates, mm-hmm. to your team. And if nothing else, you can give everybody a quick breather if you go and spin around for 30 seconds there, a quick shift. Good on Mike. I just Have you partied with this Mike guy a lot or what? I actually don't know Mike that well. Uh, I've only known him through this hockey team, but they were out, uh, I think they were out somewhere in the afternoon watching the Oilers mm-hmm. game. Then they went to the golf sim in the evening, might have even turned into a night on uh, well, White you, Avenue. You've got to go hard if you're still really, if you're still, you know, that hungover for an 8 p.m. game. Here's what I will say. It was his birthday okay 34 i think good for him good for mikey Clark. triple c in a truck says that's what the trash can is for out of boy mike good well job. I, i'm glad he made it to the toilet because that's what if it's in the trash can it just sits sits hey. in there and stinks the toilet flush it down good job mike. never knew it was there where to work mike that is are you in or are you out or in or out whichever one you like i can't wait to see what happens with this week because last week's question mm-hmm. of the passing lane yes I experienced the whole week behind people (laughs) driving cruise control passing lanes. So So I'm curious which question is going to show up this week. Well, number five for sure. Oh, no. (laughs) There'll be many games where guys are hungover. When we come back, Alberta Golden Bears goaltender Matt Berlin will check in. Karius Munzer, Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Just before we uh, check in with Matt Berlin, Golden Bears goaltender, shout out to Chris Cook. Uh, been in the studio here, listens to the show all the time. He's from down south in that area. Uh, Chris Cook yesterday completed his 14th full marathon uh, in Philadelphia. Had a Flyers jersey on or shirt. Finished at time, four hours, 51 minutes. Uh <laughs> He was happy with his result, especially after doing the half marathon the day before. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So if you want to check out Chris Cook, check him out on Twitter or X. If I can, 79, you will be amazed. He is one inspirational individual. He's got quite the stories. Oh, man, does he ever. All right, let's go in the community for United Sport and Cycle, fourth-generation family-owned and operated business in the heart of Old Strathcona. United Sport and Cycle has been supporting hockey in our community for over 95 years as we welcome in Matt Berlin, Alberta Golden Bears goaltender. Good morning, Matt. Good to talk to you again. Morning, yeah. Nice to chat with you. So, uh, pretty good weekend for the Golden Bears. A couple of wins over the University of Regina at Claire Drake Arena. Just uh, your thoughts on uh, two big wins for the Bears, trying to get things rolling and back on track here. Yeah, no, it was a good weekend for us. I think we took a step in the right direction, and these are pretty important points now uh, with the season kind of. We're heading into the second half here, and after Christmas, we only have about, I think, five weekends. So, it kind of wraps up quick here. So, these these are massive points for us. 
And you've been splitting, I guess, most of the times it seems you've been splitting, but you played both games on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I played both. Krugs was uh, a little bit uh, banged up, but he's back now. So, yeah, I think we'll go back to splitting. Got uh, Lorianne Munzer, Olympic gold uh, medalist from 2004 with us this morning, Matt, and she's got one for you. Good morning. You've played with Skinner and Hablin. What's that like in, they're in the NHL now? Yeah, no, it's awesome to see. I think uh, both those guys, uh, it's, it's great to see your buddies and like good guys who worked, worked extremely hard get to that, uh, get to the top level. So it's pretty exciting for them. And then also with Hamlin scoring his first goal the other night, that was super exciting. I, uh, I reached out to him and shot him a text. That was, it's just great to see guys who work so hard and put in all that, all that effort to, to be rewarded and be successful. Matt Berlin, Alberta Golden Bears goaltender, is uh, our guest on Sports 1440. What did you think when that goal went in and you saw his, uh, I guess, tribute to his mom? Yeah, no, it was super, what a touching moment for him. and It obviously means a lot to him and his family, and what a nice way to honor his mom. What do you think that Stuart Skinner's been going through this year, Matt? You know him obviously quite well from your time with the Southside Athletic Club and then moving on as you guys got older, but... It's been a trying year for the entire team, but specifically for Skinner, how do you think he's had to deal with things in the sense that, you know, he's still only in the second year as a Calder runner-up, but how do you think he's been dealing with things as a young goaltender still trying to find his way in the NHL? Mm-hmm. No, I think he's been doing a, the best job as he can. I mean, hats off to him. It's a hard situation to be in, especially as a young pro like he is. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on him from the team and management and also from the city. It's a pretty uh, intense hockey environment here in, in Canada, especially at Edmonton. So I think handling that pressure, he's doing a great job, and he's he's going out every night and, and trying to give the team a chance to win, which is, which is all you can ask for. That's fantastic. Talking about pressure here, uh, you've played a game with the Oilers. And talk about the preparation going into a game like that. What's behind all that? Uh, well, it was kind of a whirlwind of a day, mm-hmm. but uh, when I got to the rink, I got there nice and early and kind of got introduced to the team and everything, and then I just kind of tried to go about my business. Obviously, it was a little bit different, just a new environment and a lot of stuff, trying to just take in, take in the experience. Um, and then, you know, during the game, I had no idea I was going to go into that game, mm-hmm. but uh, so I was just trying to soak it all in during the game, and then when I got the tap on the shoulder, I just <laughs> took a couple <laughs> deep breaths and tried to just get as focused as I could in that few minutes I had to prepare before I went on the ice. Matt Berlin, Alberta Golden Bears goaltender, and played a few minutes with the Oilers. And that's, man, the game's all, that was about 11 months ago already, or 10 months ago. How often do you think about it? And just how, you know, you're always, you're going to be in the record books. You've, you've got, you've got a 1,000 save percentage, right? One for one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it kind of, it lasted, it kind of blew up a lot more than I thought it would. There was, uh, I mean, even now I still get DMs and people <laughs> tweeting at me and stuff about it. So, I mean, during the summer it kind of slowed down a bit, but now with the hockey season going again, it, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, I see, I feel like every other day I'm getting someone tweeting at me about it or there's a photo of it. So it's kind of sticking around a lot longer than I thought it would. So, you uh, again, be, be, being an amateur, you were technically... Um, were you the e-bug that day? I, I can't remember. Was that how it worked? Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, so I signed like an ATO for the, the yeah. day, but I was, yeah, I guess I was the emergency goalie. And you get, what did you get, a jersey stick and all that stuff? How did that work? Oh, yeah. Well, we talk about Oilers being such a first-class organization. They uh, they hooked me up with everything. I got a jersey, I got sticks, I got all new workout gear, shoes, like oh. socks, <laughs> pants. Oh, yeah, like it was wild. I got 
just about a whole new set of gear, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. And, and no, what not. what was your day like, Matt? Just to, again, I think you you did mention that you know Connor McDavid was one of the first guys that greeted you in the room. And what was that day like? I guess just meeting and coming into the room. I mean, obviously a little bit starstruck. There's some like you got McDavid and Drysaddle, some of the top players in the in the world. So pretty cool to meet them. And uh, it's just kind of funny. We were we were chatting about like. We were just chatting about like the like the Bears and and kind of like my my hockey experience before the game and just funny to think that some of these best players in the world are just <laughs> literally just like a year or two older than me so it was it was funny but you know a hockey it's pretty easy to get along with hockey uh, guys you know you kind of get in there and you just to talk hockey it's pretty easy to get along with them and they're all super nice so it was uh, it was quite an experience getting to meet everyone and and again yeah everyone was so nice and i think right when i got in there campbell gave me a big hug and just <laughs> kind of said enjoy it we're going to have a we're going to have a great time tonight so that's yeah, fantastic no, it was awesome. everyone kind of welcomed me with open arms so with that still you know it sounds like it's still top of mind what do you take from that experience bringing it into you know every week's game the practice the games that are coming up what do you take into and bring into just the the professionalism and the and the preparation that goes into to every game and and every moment they play. I mean, obviously they got a lot of games in the year, so it's it's tiring to to be on all the time and, and be totally prepared for every game. But you know, you see it in that locker room, everyone's focused, everyone's everyone's getting ready and preparing in their own way for the game to be ready to rock for for puck drop. So definitely just the preparation and the professionalism. That's what I took away from that. And how do you apply the preparation? Because you're in school so what are you studying and how do you balance both uh, i'm studying biological sciences uh and it's tough i mean you got practice in the morning like we just got off the ice and then we'll go to class for the for a couple hours then head home and do homework but it's just it's just whenever you have a free couple hours you got to get your homework in and then and then you kind of got to switch off of the school mode and get into game mode on the weekends nice our guest matt berlin golden bears goaltender and, well, one night for the Edmonton Oilers. Can't get any better than that. Uh, biological sciences. Are you going to be like George Costanza, be a marine biologist or what? <laughs> no, I'm actually in the process of applying to uh, optometry school right now. Okay. So that's kind of what I want to do after hockey. Yeah, I want to be an eye doctor. Just juicing you. So uh, <laughs> how how has the season gone? You, I mean... It was a tough go out in UBC. I mean, they got a good team out there, but as a whole, coming back, uh, you know, I watched that the Saskatchewan game the first the first night, the Friday night, and it was a tough game. That was a a real bone crusher, a real bruiser of a game. So I've had a chance to watch a few of the games at Claire Drake Arena. But how would you assess the team and how the season's gone so far? Yeah, you know, I think we had a a bit of a slow start we've had a pretty tough schedule um to start the season but you know i think every weekend we're taking steps forward and that's all we could ask for we got a, a pretty we have a younger group um but you know like i said we're we're getting better every week we're putting in a lot of work and a lot of time on on different areas of our game and i think it's starting to show um our special teams are starting to click now our power play is rocking and our, our penalty kill we're doing a good job of shutting things down so yeah i think taking steps every every weekend is the most important thing for us and we've been doing that and it's hard to show in the result now what's what's been the key to the pk uh i think just being just talking and sorting it out i think we had some issues early on of guys just we were a little bit maybe quiet just like a like i said a younger group just kind of learning our systems and figuring it out but now i think we're communicating more and and we're sorting it out and, and we get when we get in trouble if we get running around we kind of just take a second regroup everyone kind of gets back to their position and then we just go from there 
Matt Berlin, our guest on Sports 1440. Golden Bears with two wins over Regina on the weekend. 7-2 and then 4-2. The second game a lot closer. What was the difference between the two of them? Uh, I think maybe a little bit of, a little bit of fatigue and maybe just a little bit of, I mean, you kind of, we had a pretty good game the night before and maybe you think it's going to be an easy win the next game sort of thing, but that's obviously not the case in this league. Every team's going to be competitive and they're going to want to, every team wants to beat the Bears just because of kind of mm-hmm. our history and they kind of know what to expect out of us. So they're going to come out hard and I think we might have just been a little bit, uh, a little bit just kind of not as prepared as we were on Friday night, a little bit looser. Um, and they, they came out hard and, and yeah, good on them. They came out hard and pushed on us and pressured us and, we were able to bounce back and get the win, but yeah, they came out strong. Hey, Matt, give us an analysis of the defensemen in front of you. Uh, a little shout out to all your decor. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a great job. Uh, we got a couple, a couple of our veteran guys are kind of carrying the load right now. We have a few injuries, so we've been we've been short D-man, um, but the veteran guys are stepping up, eating a lot of minutes for us right now, and doing a great job. And then we got a couple of young guys um that are doing an excellent job i've been super impressed with our with our rookie d-man this year they're doing a great job boxing guys out and and chipping in on on the offensive side of things too so yeah no i think the d-man as a as a group right now are are doing a great job and letting the goalies see the puck and i think a lot of the success that goalies have is due to their d-man and their forwards and kind of just the defensive play of that so uh yeah no they're they're all taking steps in the right direction i've seen a lot of growth with the young guys and then obviously the veteran guys are are doing their job and, and holding down the fort right now. And my old buddy, uh, Johnny Sexsmith, uh, worked with him for 25 years and his son, Joel, on the blue line. Yeah. So how's yeah. Joel been doing? He's been doing awesome. Yeah, he's uh, running our second power play and he's, he's getting a lot of gold yeah. and he's really been strong. He's been really strong defensively as well. Yeah, I know I love where his game is right now. You know, we used to play mini sticks back in the global days. Well, it was ITV, I think, even back in the day. So known Joel oh, yeah. a long time for sure. <laughs> yeah great kid mm-hmm. you were talking about veterans there matt can you speak about what they bring to the game and how they really elevate it yeah i think it's just getting to know this league a little bit they've been in the league now for a few years and uh yeah i think some people might not like the league's gotten a lot better it's a really competitive league and every team wants to is going to come out and play hard and they want to win um and I think just having that experience, especially some of our veteran guys, we've been in the national finals the last few years. We've come up short there, one game short the last two years. But just getting that experience and knowing what it takes, and and they lead by example every night. They know they know what we got to do to get back there, and they know and they're teaching the young guys that. That's fantastic. And, yeah, and I think Lorianne can speak to this: the mentality of just that, the the, the tournament. You guys, you want to peak for that, right? And then it's such a tough thing. It always seems they're out in the East Coast. And you got to play mm-hmm. these, you know, tough teams that you never played before out east, and they're always good, good teams. So, what's that mental aspect to, to you know, to kind of have that crescendo that where you're building and building, even though it's tough to get out of Canada West, you still want to get to the big tournament. Yeah, no, it's it's a tough situation. It's a lot of travel. You're usually pretty pretty banged up by the end of the playoffs because Canada West is pretty it's a pretty physical league. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know much about the the Eastern leagues, but mm-hmm. I know for sure that it's. Ours is quite physical, physical, so guys are usually retired. It's a lot of travel, and then you, you get in and you got three, you got a three and three, which we haven't, we don't do really yeah. with only two games on the weekend. So it's, it's hard. It's a lot on the body, but um, yeah, it's just kind of you got to get over there and you got to get settled and get used to the new rink and the different atmosphere and kind of we do a lot of video on on the different teams kind of heading into it so we know what to expect. But yeah, it's definitely an adjustment and it's hard to 
hard to I don't want to say it's hard to time it to yeah. be to be on your best game at that time but you want to be striving for that definitely so I think it's good that we've gotten some adversity this year and we're kind of battling through that a bit at the beginning and now we're we're trying in the right direction heading into the second half here you know, I, I think, you know, U Sports has to lengthen that, you know, the University Cup out by one more day. Just make it one more day and start it on the Wednesday instead of the Thursday, and then everything would just be fine, I think, if they did that. So uh, one last one for you, I guess, off to Manitoba this weekend, uh, Matt? Yep. Yeah, we're heading down there. I think we're flying out on Thursday, so that'll be a good, another another good test for us. We need another two, we need another four, four yeah. points this weekend, so that's our goal going in, and yeah, that's the that's the plan. Come home with four points, and then I think we have just one more weekend, and then it's the, we're off for the break for a, for a few days. Well, appreciate your time, Matt. Good luck uh, for the rest of the year, and uh, congrats on a couple big wins on the weekend. Yeah, awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. That's Matt Berlin, Alberta Golden Bears goaltender, picked up two wins over the University of Regina on the weekend, and that is for In the Community, brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Your home of hockey for over 95 years. That's your your next thing. You're going to go to a, a Friday night game at Claire Drake Arena. Absolutely. And, and you're going to go, wow, this is unbelievable. Absolutely. And I'm ready. You'll see Duke in the corner getting the, the beer cup pyramid going. Those days are long gone for you, aren't they? Those days are past <laughs> me. I, I sit up uh, out of the student section just amongst the... Uh, the regular folk and in, that, where, I still indulge you, in a couple big yeah. rocks and uh, the 50-50 and all the good things. Where do you sit? Where do you sit? Uh, I rotate around usually game to game. Uh, yeah. Depends a little bit. Uh, this past Saturday, I was sitting just to the right hand side of Tyler Uremchuk and the rest of the okay. media staff yeah. up in the booth, uh, uh, section B, I think it is technically in one of the top rows there. So a nice vantage point, mm-hmm. good view of the uh, the screen on the other end there too to check out some replays, do some deep dive analysis after each play. Of course, as I yes. uh, I oh. love to do. <laughs> I usually sit with Billy Moore's up in that section there, right by the board. Uh, there's a lot of older alumni there. Dale Shula's up there. Uh, quite a few other guys. And then second period go down by the glass because that's where the big rock table is as well. The less busy big rock table usually. Do they still sell, they still oh, sell yeah. the main the main, the main concourse, concourse too, and yeah. then there's one down right, below. Yeah, down yeah. below. That's, that's where I go as well. That's yeah. That's a professional move, is what that is. <laughs> when we come back, Dave Spadaro from the PhiladelphiaEagles.com to check in with Monday Night Football Eagles and Kansas City. That's coming up right after the break on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Boy, we're really hitting the ACDC today. That's what you wanted, I guess. Monster wanted the ACDC, you wanted the the heavy metal, you wanted the rock and roll, you got her, man. You got it, that's it. Mark Spector, Tony Breyer reporting from Florida that Cal Pickard will start in goal tonight for the Edmonton Oilers against the Panthers. Phil Broberg will draw back in to the lineup per Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. And it looks like the Oilers will end up going 11-7 then, 11-7. and seven. So they will go 11 forwards, 7 defensemen. So uh, no Alexander Barkov for Florida, which means that's a big, big break for the Oilers in this one. But So Cal Pickard gets his first start for the Oilers. What are his thoughts? I mean, he, had, he played 50 games for Colorado, Lorianne, about seven years ago, six, seven years ago. What's this going to be like for him tonight? You asking yes, me? Yes, yeah. What's it going to be like this tonight? Yeah, what's it? I mean, he's making his debut for the Oilers. 
it's all in, all in. And he's going to just play the game of his life, first well, hope, one. I mean, you would hope so. I mean, they could use that. Yep. They could definitely use that. We are also going to be elevating our game with our next guest, and uh, the Duke is just lining up. Dave Spadaro from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Elevate Your Game is brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Unlock the potential of your residence with a home elevator or lift. You can learn more at TrustRam.ca. And the Duke is just lining up Dave Spadaro, and we've got him on the line right now. So... Let's welcome in Dave Spadaro to Sports 1440. Good morning, Dave. You're with uh, Kevin Karius, and you're with uh, Olympic gold medalist, Lauriad Munzer. Good morning. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's my honor to be with you and really excited about this football game tonight. I think that it is the, the center of the sports universe right here in Kansas City, Missouri. You might be right about that. We had a question on earlier in the show, Dave. Is this a preview of the Super Bowl? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, look, I, 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 it's such a long way to go. I mean, two teams that are among the very best certainly could be. NFC picture is complicated right now. It's, it's a really competitive conference with San Francisco, with Dallas, with Detroit, with Philadelphia. The AFC seems to have cleared up quite a bit. You know, Joe Burrow gets hurt. That kind of, at least on the surface, takes out Cincinnati. The injury to Mark Andrews in Baltimore really hurts the Ravens. Um, the Bills have struggled. I mean, Kansas City's path to me is quite a bit clearer. Uh, we'll see. But certainly two teams that are among the very best in the NFL. It, it very well could be a, a rematch of Super Bowl 57 and a preview of Super Bowl 58. Dave Spadaro, PhiladelphiaEagles.com is our guest on Sports 1440. you got Kevin Carries, Lorianne Munzer, Olympic gold medalist from 2004. And Lorianne has one for you, Dave. Talking about the competitiveness, how does that bring it out for, you know, the viewership? What does that do? You know, Lorianne, there's what's interesting about it. I mean, one of the reasons why this is such a an attractive game and such a and I believe will the ratings will be through the roof, is that there's a lot of stories. I mean, it's the Eagles and the Chiefs, the teams that played in the Super Bowl. It's Andy Reid coaching against an Eagles team that he coached for 14 seasons. It's brothers Kelsey, Jason, and Travis mm-hmm. renewing their sibling rivalry once again. It's, of course, the Mama Kelsey angle. <laughs> there's the, you know, there's the, tra- the, the Taylor Swift angle. I mean, there's just so many of them and I think what's cool about it is it's not just for football fans it really I think this whole Taylor Swift thing has really captured some you know marginal football fans marginal NFL fans who've been all of a sudden going wow this is fun this is cool Taylor (laughs) Taylor likes the NFL I like the NFL so I just think that it it makes it such a prime time marquee incredible matchup and I, I feel like you know the viewership will be uh, through the through the roof, uh, the, I think the allure of an old-fashioned, you know, Arrowhead Stadium, yeah. where the rain is supposed to be possibly a factor tonight, kind of adds mm. the, the elements are added into it. You know, it's not in a dome; it's very natural. So all of that is it's kind of the NFL at its best, and the NFL is such a powerful force um, that everybody loves it, and it's, it, it it crosses every demographic, it brings everyone together, and I think for that reason and those many reasons. 
this is going to be a night to remember. That's fantastic. Talking about Taylor Swift, and does she bring, <laughs> does she add distractions? Does it take away from the game? Talk about that. Yeah, I don't, first of all, I don't think she'll be here tonight. I think she's in Rio de Janeiro performing. Now, I don't, I know that there's been some complications down there because we're kind of following the whole Taylor thing. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, as everybody does. Um, everybody wants to get a glimpse of her. Um, I, I think it, Travis has done a really great job of blocking it all out. The Chiefs have done a great job of blocking it all out. It helps when you have a veteran head coach like Andy Reid, when you've got a Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. You've got a veteran in Travis Kelsey. That stuff, uh, they've done a really great job not letting it become a distraction. So it's certainly not going to be a distraction for the Eagles. Um, and the Chiefs have done a great job keeping it as it in its place, which is for the fans, um, for the media, for the paparazzi. But as far as impacting the way the Chiefs have played, I don't think that it has been a negative influence at all. Dave Spadaro, PhiladelphiaEagles.com's our guest on Sports 1440. You know, Dave, when you did mention Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, it seems every second commercials, you watch the, one of these guys is in it. <laughs> I mean, It's unbelievable. They're, they're the Kardashians <laughs> of the NFL. The way that they have marketed themselves through their podcast, mm-hmm. they're just so likable. You know, their parents are likable. It's just, it's a, you know, in, a, in a crazy, crazy world, you know, I ran into, we had a, a little party the other night, and, and Jason was there. It was the album release party of the Eagles. A couple of their players have, for the last couple of holidays here, had an, uh, made a, a musical album, and the proceeds go to charity, and they've done a great job with that. And they had the album release party, and I was there, and I saw Mrs. Kelsey, who I've known for many years because Jason's been with the Eagles since 2011, and she said to me, am I, am I, do you think the, the country's sick of me? Do you think people are sick of me? I'm like, no, you're doing, you're having fun. And I think everybody recognizes it as fun, and they're just normal people who are in this incredible situation, and... Um, I, I think in a crazy world that we live in, a, a world of just division, this is just fun. And isn't it nice to just celebrate natural, clean, family fun of good people who are out to do nothing but love and have a good time and compete and, and play sports and do their best? Like, isn't that what life's all about? Wow. So I don't think people are getting sick of it. I think it's been remarkable. And the way the Kelseys have marketed themselves and not allowed it to become a distraction is really impressive. It's kind of like the Mannings, right? Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. It's actually that's a very good point and um, a very good comparison. I think we need more of it all the time. So, speaking about families, sibling rivalry, does it take football to a whole new level? <laughs> um, well, they've played against each other multiple times before. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they played against each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's, I think it. I think it. I think it takes their um, intensity and their when they're off the field to to a new level because I think they're competitive in everything they do. But as far as today goes, I really and tonight I think it's football business as usual. You know, you when you're on on center stage in that kind of c- competition, that that level of expertise. If you lose your focus, you're really going to pay the price. So. I think they're, they, they've done a really good job blocking all that stuff out. But from Travis and Jason, that's their standpoint. I'm sure the people who are listening to the New Heights podcast mm-hmm. are going to want to find out next week what their reaction is. I'm sure that they will have a whole lot of fun with it. 
Dave Spadaro, PhiladelphiaEagles.com is our guest on Sports 1440. Eagles are the first team in uh, almost uh, 20 years uh, to begin 8-1 and one or better in consecutive seasons. The Colts did it in 05 and 06. Dave, what do you make of the season A.J. Brown has had? Because I don't he doesn't fall under the radar that's the wrong word but you know when you talk about all the great receivers like Tyreek Hill and things like that maybe he doesn't go in you know he's not looking for that kind of to be in that higher echelon but this guy's as good as anyone in the league yeah and I think that he has um that 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 he is now part of that conversation for mm-hmm. sure I mean I don't think you have six straight games with 125 plus yards setting an NFL record and escape that kind of uh, adulation and, and deserves credit. He is a superstar wide receiver. He's been great this year. He was really terrific for the Eagles last season and uh, obviously a, a big part of what the Eagles do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would tell you that I think that if you name the best receivers in the NFL right now, Cooper Cup's been injured, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson's been injured, I think A.J. Brown's right at the top of the list. Dave Spadaro, PhiladelphiaEagles.com is our guest on Sports 1440. Is it as simple as saying from the Philadelphia defense standpoint, if we stop Travis Kelsey, we've got a good chance to win this game? Yeah, I mean, you have a good chance to win the game, but I think the, the key is to limit Patrick Mahomes if you can. But for sure, their offense has not to this point been as prolific as it had been in re- recent years. Uh, they're not getting it as much from the wide receivers. They're young, fast wide receivers. But the offense goes from Mahomes through Kelsey. So if you can somehow take him out, you certainly improve your chances of winning. But Patrick Mahomes is so good, so resourceful, um, so uh, has such ability to win with his arm, with his legs, throwing the football to the running backs. Look, the, the both teams are coming off a bye week. There's going to be some wrinkles here. Yes, don't let Travis Kelsey beat you. But at the same time, if possible, you can't let Patrick Mahomes run around by time with his legs, beat you with the scramble, make the magical throws. You've got to take the football away. You've got to create turnovers. That's really what the Eagles are looking for tonight. Is this just a killer stretch for the Eagles? I mean, you got Casey, Bills, Niners, and Cowboys. Wow. Yeah, and then the Seahawks after that. Yeah. It started really two weeks ago with the it started with the Cowboys two weeks ago. Yeah. Eagles won that game. Uh, they're in a fight for the number one seed in the NFC, and they want to win the NFC East. The Cowboys are playing good football now. It's a very tough stretch. Uh, they get the Bills and the Niners at home in the next two weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, then they go back out to, to uh, Dallas. So it's going to be really tough, uh, but that's what it's all about. You're a defending NFC champion. You are a marked team, and Eagles have responded very well so far. You know, Dave, we've had so many stinker Thursday night games, and some of the Monday night games really haven't been that great either. So this is going to be some kind of a a joyous occasion and something refreshing that we haven't seen for a while. Yeah, good good way to start the holiday week and Mm -hmm. holiday season, and let's hope it lives up to the hype. I mean, there's so much hype for it. I'm not sure it's possible to live up to the hype, but I think we all – Expect a great, great football game. Hey, Dave, enjoy Thanksgiving week uh, in the United States. We we love it up here because it's almost like a second holiday for us. We'll be able to watch games all day Thursday, and then even uh, like our, you know, the Oilers play in Washington on Black Friday, a one o'clock start. Uh, so we're looking forward to it as well. Uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate yeah. your time. Hey, thank you all so much for having me. Have a great day and enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, you too. That's Dave Spadaro, PhiladelphiaEagles.com, and elevating his game and. 
Hopefully the Eagles and KC play a very tight game tonight. A very close game is what we can hope and really hope for, Duke. That's what we're hoping for. Something kind of like a three-point difference in the game. A, a primetime game that is competitive and exciting. I mean, even last night's game, it, it ended close. I mean, the game-winning touchdown was thrown with, I think, just over a minute left on the clock. Mm-hmm. It was, But then you look at the bigger scope. That was Denver's only touchdown of the game. There was six field goals in it, a couple TDs by the Vikings mixed in too. But, like, realistically, it was not that exciting of a game still. And once again, I only watched not even the first half before leaving for, for hockey at the Drake. But... It's the it's been a pandemic on the primetime games. Yeah. They're, they're, the unders are one and twelve now, uh, and over the last uh, stretch, like it's 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 been a bit of a snooze fest on primetime games across all three uh, standalone uh, setups. But tonight, I think has a pretty good chance to buck that trend. And one of the main things is because the Jets were in primetime three four times, and then Rodgers is out three plays in. Is there a worse team in the NFL than the New York Jets right now, Kev? <laughs> well, I thought the Giants would have been. But, but then, then Tommy they DeVito. Explo- yeah. Here's here's a fun <laughs> fact for you. In two starts for the Giants, Tommy DeVito has thrown more touchdown passes than any other New Jersey oh. quarterback this season, which obviously includes Aaron Rodgers' one snap or three snaps played, Zach Wilson, who has started every other game for the Jets, and the Giants' own Daniel, Daniel Jones yeah. and the brief appearance of Tarod Taylor. So uh, that can pretty much spell out exactly how the seasons for the Jets and the Giants have gone thus far. That was Elevate Your Game by Ram Elevators and Lifts, manufacturing the safest elevators since 1987. Trust Ram.com. So, L.A., you got the Oilers game tonight at 5. Then you've got, well, you probably can just ease your way into the Monday night football game. Mm -hmm. It's like it's going to be a... That's a perfect Monday. It is. That's a perfect day. Can you ask for anything better on a Monday? (sighs) You know, a lot of people are... A five o'clock start, I mean, it is what it is. The Oilers will have a dozen of them or so because of, you know, when they're out on the East Coast and things like that. But I'm looking forward to a five o'clock game for, you know, it's better than eight o'clock for the Duke and I because, you know, coming in the next day, a little different. It's a little, you're a little, it's like going to Claire Drake hungover at eight (laughs) o'clock at night. Should get to this text, too, that came in a little earlier. Uh, that's from Wesley Snipes. I'm sure Carius has never gone to hockey devastatingly hungover. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, but it's true. That's the way she goes. Uh, Lorianne, thanks so much for all your input today. And we will... Uh, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, enjoy the games tonight. And, you know, it's even like we, we watched one of the best great cups ever on the weekend. This has been amazing. I think it's just going to continue and continue. And then Tuesday, what's happening on Tuesday? Tomorrow? No. Uh, oh. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow. Tuesday. I was like, we should just, like, we should just oh. call this Sports Week. There you go. Every week is Sports Week. I was week. wondering about what was going on Tuesday. I don't know. Is there something special? I don't know. Well, like what? Well, uh, the NBA's in-season tournament oh, wow. uh, schedule resumes well, play. There, there you go. go. I, know, I know you've been there. all over that, Kev. Yeah, I still can't figure that out. I really can't. And do you think the NHL is going to go that way? I Bettman seems to follow. I think it follow. will depend on the success of this in terms of viewership and stuff because the feedback so far hasn't been yeah. great because a lot of people questioning the timing of it uh, leading into – because a lot of people say the NBA season doesn't really start until Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's been a lot of – feedback about these like special courts they've been uh, putting together for these games which are ghastly like they are so <laughs> ugly and then there was uh issues with them like the raptors one on friday uh, i think it was um i can't remember if it was jason tatum or jalen brown like saying like they they 
they were having issues with it, and it's a health concern for the players. So there, mm-hmm. there's more than a few question marks around this in-season tournament, but uh, it's still in its early stages. We'll see where it goes uh, the rest of the way. Thanks, Lorianne. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. You betcha. Uh, when we come back, Thanks. top of the hour, Tim Hamlin, James Hamlin's dad, to talk about a wonderful afternoon for his son in Tampa Bay. Before that, here's the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.